Yeah, yeah, that's fair enough. Uh, but it's interesting because we've a lot of different clients who, like you see, like there's some girls in the gym who are doing going down to the rowing championships in, in Limerick. Uh, and like, you know, you're seeing them come in down the back of the gym when there's classes on and they kind of just, they come in and they kind of hide down the back with two rowers and they're rowing away. Like I walk in and they're people who might have trained Train that morning and they're back in that evening you know spending some time together it's social it's fun it's a shared experience it's you know it's like a running club or a swimming club and like you see people doing these things they don't have to be like phenomenally fit or like have to train 10 days a week or have to be like an incredibly outgoing like type of person yeah. to put yourself in those kind of environments you just need to be willing to like said when it's okay for your goals to change it's okay to be willing to step outside your comfort zone and try different things and the reason it's really good for it to be okay with your goals changing is how are you ever gonna raise the bar if you're so set and i have to achieve this one thing yeah. you can get so fixed on that mindset of achieving this one thing failing not doing it okay i'm a failure like how are you supposed to set the bar higher Hello and welcome to episode number 42 of For Fit's Sake, the podcast brought to you by FBS Gyms. Rudds, what's happening? I'm here in the house, uh, ready to record the podcast um, in terms of what's happening. You surely well, had all day to prep for this question, yeah, like you knew what I kind of asked exactly. you generally what's going on. What's going on? Well, today we're talking all about motivation, so I'm motivated to be here in the in the studio ready to clever, record the clever, podcast. Clever, clever, Yeah, so what we're talking about today is... Um, how to sustain motivation especially when it comes to your training uh something that like motivation's big at the minute it's everybody like it's something that you see all over instagram people are talking about how to stay motivated different tips and tricks like what we're just basically looking to address what we think what our philosophy is and how we deal with it with our clients definitely and as well it's like one of the things that like i find that when i go out and speak to people or go to present talks is someone who's not exercising or falls in and out of a gym routine, they ask you, like, how do you motivate yourself to continue to go to the gym the whole time? How do you not take breaks in your training? And um, the thing that I'd say to them is, like, I'm not perfect. None of us are perfect. There's loads of times where I'm not motivated to train, where I lose motivation with my training and I feel like I'm going through the motions and I think if people are really honest with themselves I think everyone is like that at some stage but I think the big difference is developing strategies um, having things in place that help you to one sustain your motivation in a more um, you know a more consistent manner instead of getting huge spikes in motivation when you start training or you start a journey and then it just crashes and dips off or also how to pick it back up and get yourself out of a flunk, which inevitably is going to happen. Um, because I think that that's one of the myths maybe that people who struggle to be consistent with their training is that they think that some people are just motivated and they're not motivated, so they can't do it. So I thought it would be good today for us to share, you know, for ourselves, one, to kind of highlight to people that even for us as trainers, there's times, you know, it could be weeks, could be, uh, multiple weeks where sometimes we're not motivated to train but you know we find a way to go and train consistently and um how we get ourselves back on board maybe where we you know skip a few sessions and yeah. lose a bit of motivation you know i think it probably comes down to like you're definitely addressing that like people can look up from the outside so easily when they see people that we talk about like social media stuff you look and go oh my god that person's training all the time how do they do it but like you're seeing they're gonna put up on social media that 
one minute of their session that they were interested because yeah. it's on camera so like that firstly when people see all that shit in line is not it's not always true we talk about it here before people are starting to cop onto it that you're looking at the highlight reel of people's life it's yeah. it's not realistic I even feel guilty sometimes like that, that's why I don't really pull up a whole amount of myself training online because I just don't want people to, I, to perceive me in a different way that like oh like you know I, I'm a real person same as everyone else yeah. that like has goals and wants to train like I don't want to be putting myself up as like I'm a guy who only trains and putting up all my yeah. meals and things I just like that's why I use Instagram to put up like my general life yeah. and things I do training's a part of that so it goes up sometimes golf's a part that goes up going out with my mates that goes up so I kind of give a fairly rounded picture but like you saying we're not perfect everyone experiences that I think that that's good for people to have more relatability to their trainers and to other people as well but I think it's like the biggest thing about staying motivated is you can't always be motivated but if you have a purpose behind yeah. what you actually want to achieve that's what it's like work you know nobody is so motivated every day you're not you might be motivated to go to work but you understand the sense of purpose that you have from showing up and going to work and doing a job and doing a good job that's different you mightn't be so motivated to get out of bed at five o'clock in the Monday morning when it's pissing rain but you feel it within you that this is what you should do and this is what's going to fulfill you that's the difference opposed to you could be so motivated to hop out of bed because it's a half day and you're like oh we're going for pints after work but that it's a different type of thing it's not your purpose it's just a one day a bit of motivation yeah definitely like we've talked about it on the podcast here before so not going to labour the point but we talked about that book Simon Sinek Start With Why great book I'm looking up it's yeah, up there. And how, and how it helped us and how it was a big kind of impact on us, having a clear idea of why you're doing something. So, for instance, that's a part of the first week of the transformation challenge we do at the gym. I ask people to dig down of why they're taking part in the transformation challenge um, because I think when you understand why you're doing something, it makes you far more likely to see through and be able to do things you maybe don't want to do uh, or times when you're not maybe as motivated Um and then in terms of that, that that can help you to identify the goals that are really important to you because I think that's one of the things that I've definitely seen where I coach people I come in and they tell me uh, I want to compete I want to get really strong I want to compete in a marathon or a CrossFit competition I want to lose weight I want to build muscle I want to and there's like five or six goals and your mind is exploding when you're hearing all this yeah and then you ask them how many times they can train a week and it's like three or four times a week and it's kind of this case where you become jack of all trades master of none and I know I've been really guilty of it in the past uh, where I'd have multiple goals and then I'd be disappointed when I was training for an endurance event so you say the marathon and I wasn't getting stronger and vice versa but I think something I've become a lot better at now is be the ability to prioritize and go, I've still got this fitness bucket list, but now I'm going to focus on this one goal and I'm going to drop down the amount of training I do in other areas. I might do, you know, instead of doing four strength sessions a week, mm-hmm. now I'll do two or three. And then this other training that is the marathon training or training to row marathon, whatever it is, that becomes more of my central focus. And until I tick that goal off... yeah. I don't move on to the next one because I think that's probably something that can help people with motivation because nothing demotivates you more than feeling you're making no progress and one of the fastest ways to make no progress is to have loads of different goals and have no focus in any area and just do a little bit in each area and thus feel like you're at nothing so you know what's the point 
I think as usual, like you are a good example of a lot of things, but I think you're probably a very good example of that because um, just if I look back over the last 12 months, I didn't actually plan to talk with us, but if I look back over the last 12 months for you, um, you've done like first weightlifting competition, Olympic weightlifting. Yeah. So when you were doing that, I noticed you were doing a lot more Olympic lifting and sort of functional training around that yep. time. Am I right in saying that? Correct. Then when you were doing the marathon, you were doing correct me if I'm wrong you were doing shorter sessions in the gym yep. and then going out for runs kind yep. of to, to fill yep. that same training time uh, you did the marathon T- two two marathons to... did two marathons yeah. then now it's to row a marathon so tonight to, you're doing it tonight tonight wow okay yeah. fantastic didn't know that this yeah. is good so obviously you're doing a lot more rowing and the str- I think I'm, I could be wrong but I've only seen you do like one full strength session a week but you're doing some Olympic yeah. lifting as well I'm, I'm doing uh, I'm doing two strength sessions a week one maybe two uh, Olympic lifting sessions but definitely a core one so kind of three main gym sessions yeah. and then doing one long row and then two interval sessions a week okay and that, that's what I've been doing in, in, in the interim um, the reason being is I'm not trying to row it to set a world record I'm just you might it. by accident though <laughs> I'm just doing it by the time you listen to this Rods will have yeah. set a world record on the roar I'm doing it to see if I can do it uh, and I'm also doing it to raise a bit of money for the Irish Cancer Society again and uh, th- so they're, they're the reasons why I'm doing it as a result because I'm not trying to set a world record and any if I finish the thing it'll be a PB for me I don't have to you know, give up the rest of my training. I can still do the those other yeah. things that are scaled down version of uh, of what I normally do. So I don't go backwards in my strength, and I yeah. don't go backwards in my uh, Olympic lifting because they're still on my fitness bucket list, and that's what I'm going to return to after this. And that's kind of the thing I was saying is like you've got like immediate priority goals for right now. What's in front of you? But like that's it's nicely varied, but there's a consistent theme. I when you were doing all those goals, you were still training three to five times a week. Yeah, right. Just slightly different things. So like mentally you've got your staples that you're always going to do because you don't want to lose strength you don't want to yeah. lose your technical lifting but like a couple of the main goals it might be running or rowing or extra Olympic lifting like that must keep it so mentally refreshing for you to train because it's not like you're just going right I'll do this this month that yeah. the next month you pick three things over a year yeah. like that year is a long time so you've got like three sort of four month fairly specific things with a nice bit of generalized stuff in there and I think for people who like what we've said we've talked to people before maybe when you were a bit younger and more naive we're like People are like, I can't get motivated. And we're like, okay, try run a 10K. Yeah. You know, we've thrown things out there, but then say they run a 10K and then they're like, okay, that's that done. But like, you need to be ready to have some, the next challenge. It's got to be something that you love and you're really passionate about though, to go and do it. So like, you're clearly starting to lean towards endurance events now. Is that because you found something while you're doing the endurance events? Is it just, you've got a list of things that you're like, I want to be able to say I've achieved all these things. What's, what, what's your motivation for doing these different challenges? Um, I think it's a reflection of finishing rugby. So those those are things that I always had on my like fitness bucket list of running a marathon. Um, when I started doing weightlifting competitions, it was like it's like weightlifting with Efa. It was like I'm gonna compete in weightlifting. Yeah. Um, and then obviously when I was playing full time, that just is the biggest priority. Even playing for Marys, that was a huge priority. It takes up most of my training and most of my focus goes around those areas. So you just kind of push them out to the bucket list. But then as when I finished then you start going okay now's the time i'm going to do this i'm going to do these things on my fitness bucket list but also as well i think a lot of people do, i put in my notes as one of the things i'd like to talk about today is the idea of being okay with your goals changing because mm. i definitely find that with people i coach where they hold themselves to the goals that they used to have when they were younger 
and they just beat themselves up about not being maybe as strong as the weight they lifted when they were 21 and in the gym every single day or when they were a full-time athlete and they just find it really hard to move past that uh, and I've definitely found that since I finished playing the I was less motivated to train than I was before the reason being is that kind of competitiveness went away mm. so I think a lot of these things are just a reflection of one having more time and recovery ability to do these things but two I'm probably looking for challenges because that challenge has gone away and I ne- I feel like I probably need and want these other challenges when I finish this I think I'm going to step back from the endurance for a while because I'm getting awful skinny in the upper body and I need to do some guns yeah yeah that's fair enough uh, but it's interesting because we have a lot of different clients who like you see like there's some girls in the gym who are doing going down to the rowing yeah. championships in, in Limerick uh, and like you know you're seeing them come in down the back of the gym when there's classes on and they kind of just they come in and they kind of hide down the back with two rowers and they're on away like I walk in and they're people who might have trained trained that morning and they're back in that evening you know spending some time together it's social it's fun it's a shared experience it's you know it's like a running club or a swimming club and like you see people doing these things you don't have to be like phenomenally fit or like have to train 10 days a week or have to be like an incredibly outgoing like type of person to put yourself in those kind of environments you just need to be willing to like said when it's okay for your goals to change it's okay to be willing to step outside your comfort zone or try different things and the reason it's really good for it to be okay with your goals changing is how are you ever going to raise the bar if you're so set and I have to achieve this one thing you can get so fixed on that mindset of achieving this one thing failing not doing it okay I'm a failure like how are you supposed to set the bar higher whereas if you like you might not achieve something and go okay right but my processes are pretty good I did a lot of good things we talked about with Shane Lowry he was talking about like he might play unbelievable golf one week uh, but he mightn't win but if he was just focused on winning that's that's a failure it's like god I've got to win I've got to get that win and that pedestal that you're putting up there that win that win that win it just becomes harder and harder to achieve because you're putting more pressure on yourself whereas if you're just focused on performing well or for you just getting on and rowing that marathon like you could clock a super time you don't know what it like it's just that slightly more open mindset yeah. will kind of push your boundaries massively, I think. And we see it with people who, um, like Neil, Neil is, Meals by Neil is yeah. an example, um, where he's running, like the, some of the challenges he does yeah. are pretty Incredible. crazy. Like he, the mental strength that he has to go do all those things. But like, he's now set himself a goal of, um, he set a goal for the year, I think, of running 100K. Yeah. Uh, so like he has an opportunity to do that in a couple of weeks I'm going to be hope, hopefully running with him as a support runner yeah. for anything from so this, this is kind of it's double double edged here but he basically the first thing he's got to do is he's got to hit 675k in a certain cutoff if he hits that I can join him for 27k which will get him over 100k yeah. that could be it we could shake hands and say unbelievable well done but he gets another opportunity to run the next 9k which yeah. takes him up to 111 which nearly takes me to a marathon by yeah, ac- yeah, yeah. by accident with him and then if we hit the 9k we get to do the last 16k so like I'm only really thinking about him but like I could end up running an ultra marathon by mistake here yeah. with him but like he's got all those different things where he doesn't really have his goal set and I have to run 127k he's got the opportunity to run 75k first he's got the opportunity to run 102k and then it's all in his hands but because his goals can be a little more fluid and you know he hasn't got a really set timeline of when it has to happen he's going to have opportunities to hopefully do some incredible things that you know it's only start of May or June it's only June now he's going to have incredible opportunities to achieve those goals way quicker than he thought maybe I think two of the things that you you said that really struck me with Neil 
I know I'd be massively paraphrasing, but from the time working with him, coaching him, and the time working with him here as a fellow coach in the gym, one of the things he said, the reason why he does all this stuff is to push himself and challenge himself. So, like you said about it not necessarily being about exactly the distance he's going to run, he's got like a really powerful why he wants to do this to really push himself and grow so like every challenge he takes on i think that's the thing that really fuels and drives him so that's a greater purpose to it and then the other thing you said about dealing with failure and bouncing back i had that in my notes of things to talk about today i think that's probably one of the most important things when it comes to motivation is that bounce back ability and how you handle failures and how you handle setbacks and you said about the idea that if you're not having failures and if you're not having setbacks you're probably not setting your goals high enough mm. like i'd 100 percent agree with that and i see that as one of the biggest things that i have to coach people on and also people have to coach me on mm. is that idea of okay that didn't work out you messed up or you weren't good enough on that day and uh, what are you going to do about it now and definitely i see it with the people i coach tends to be the people who are better able to bounce back from slip-ups and setbacks tend to be the ones who make real real progress and the people who really struggle to move past their mistakes or move past things not working out the way they wanted to are the people that you know tend to lose motivation more because as soon as they get a big setback they lose the motivation to train or they stop doing the things that got them to that place in the first place so i think that that's something that's really important one thing i'd like to share is a four-step process that i use with people coaching them online for nutrition in terms of dealing with setbacks and it is one own it so when you make a mistake own it that's me. I take full responsibility for that or I take full responsibility for my part in that mistake. Give me an example of that on like a day-to-day thing. Yeah. So for instance, if you said that you wanted to go to the gym and you said, my goal for today is to go and do my gym session. Yeah. Then you get stuck in a, a work meeting that you can't get out of. Okay. Then as a result, you miss that gym class. You could still go and run or you could have said in that work meeting, you know, I've got to get out of here at this time and flagged it early. Because it's happened to me loads of times where I get in a meeting and I don't tell someone what time I have to be out of there at. So, you know... even it, 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 it turns into a lot of shy talk that probably could have been avoided sometimes. Could have, exactly. And then as a result, you can so easily pass that blame on and go, oh, it's not my fault. Work's so busy. Or that person talked for too long. I couldn't get out of that meeting. Or I was late for the gym class I was meant to go to, so I can't go to it. And I can't go to another one. So I'm not going to the gym. I'm not going to work out today at all. Then for me, it's a case of trying to look at whatever I could have owned. So if it was in the meeting, being clear with the person at the start, look, I've got to get out of here for an appointment. You know, we've got 45 minutes. What do we want to cover? Yeah. Uh, flagging that. So then I take ownership of that. If the meeting ran over and I missed my session, or if that's not appropriate and I just can't get out of there, it's not going to happen. And I miss the gym class and I don't necessarily have my kit with me. Okay, that's my fault. I didn't bring the I left the kit in the gym and I didn't bring it in the car with me. Yeah, I, sh- yeah, yeah. I should have a spare pair of runners in the car. I should have uh, you know a pair of bottoms at top and I should have been prepared for what happens if thing went, things went wrong. And or you say for instance you drive home and it's late and it's eight o'clock. It's like so late. I'm tired. 
just take ownership. I, I decided that it was more important for me to rest and I couldn't be bothered to go out and go for a half an hour run. That's on me. Yeah. And and you can apply that to food and every other example. So it's just taking that full ownership and taking ownership of whatever you could have controlled in that because then it helps you to just process and deal with it but also helps you to feel like you're more in control and prevent it going forward because you've learned from that experience yeah and prevent it going forward and just gives you more power over it then the second one is learn from it so that ties in there what what, like that that happened this was my the thing i could have controlled it and i should have done better next time that happens i'm gonna have i'm gonna go out and i'm gonna put spare gym kit in my car now so if that ever happens again, I can just go run. Yeah. Or uh, I next time I go to a meeting, I can say to someone, you know, I've got I've got to be out here. I've got an appointment at five. Uh, we got forty five minutes. What do we need to cover? Um, and change that for the next time. The next thing is wipe the slate clean and move on. So we talked about it before about the idea of self compassion, but that's one of the biggest things I find with people when it comes to the training and nutrition is dealing with setbacks is the ability to like let that go wipe it wipe the slate clean and just get it out of the head instead of replaying it on a loop over and over again and the last thing is make your next action positive so for instance if that example where i missed the gym i got home i was tired i had no motivation and i took the easy option i didn't go out for the run i can tomorrow's a new day i can wake up i can set my alarm for half an hour early and go out and run for half an hour yeah. and I make my next action positive if it's um, I'm going out for dinner and I'm trying to l- lose body fat and I say to myself I'm not going to eat dessert or I'm not going to eat to 100% full and I go out and for whatever reason I end up pigging out and I end up overeating I can choose to go okay well sure I've overeaten now I ordered highly processed foods now I'm going to have dessert now I'm going to have a few drinks yeah. I'll start again on Monday or you can go, okay, I overate, but I can make my next action positive. I'm going to go home and I make breakfast the next morning. Yeah. I'm going to kick it off next morning and make the next thing positive. So that's definitely something that's helped me and something I try and coach to everyone I coach in terms of online nutrition, that idea of take ownership for it, learn from it, wipe the slate clean and move forward. And the last thing is make your next action positive. That's kind of the four-step approach that I use to help people deal with setbacks and slip-ups. If you have that kind of approach, though, you'll start to realize that motivation isn't necessarily essential because you're going to make mistakes. But if you have processes and a bit of a system in place, you don't have to be mega motivated because your systems take care of it for you. Definitely, and that that that's. um, I read your man Jaco Vilnek's book, The Extreme Ownership, which you have up there. Uh, and he has another book um, I can't remember the name of it but one of the quotes he had in it was basically this idea of uh, you're never going to have motivation all the time but what you do is going to dictate your motivation so if for instance you don't have the motivation to go work out which happens to me regularly where for whatever reason stress, tired, you name it don't want to train that day I find if I go in and I start warming up I'll probably want yeah, to train. Let's go. Uh, and that that can be, you can take action before you're motivated to act. Um, I think that that's something that people really need to understand, especially like you said about social media and quotes and everything motivation. That people think you have to be motivated to go and train, or you have to be motivated to eat better. You don't. You have to just go do that thing, and then chances are the motivation will come with it. But 
it's that thing I think I, I said this to you years ago when we were sort of opening the gym and we talked like we used to man like we used I used to have naps in like yeah. on the floor of the gym because I used to think I was tired in the middle of the day and like when you look back kind of what we do now we look back saying my god we weren't even that busy at all but like I remember what I was saying to you after like a year or so when we really got going and things started to pick up it was like productivity breeds productivity yeah. so like when I'm productive and I'm sitting down and I'm doing work say it's work I get, I get more done I get more done I get more done I'm not necessarily killing myself or snowing myself under but everything becomes easier it's like next thing next thing next yeah. thing whereas it's that procrastination sitting there going I gotta do this thing I gotta do this thing and nothing gets done and it builds up and it builds up and it builds up that's the exact same with training like if I like I've had loads of nights recently where I just I want to go for a run and like I might want to go for a 10k run but I don't go for a 10k run I, I kind of I've gotten like I'm gonna go for a 6k run yeah. and I go for my 6k run and then I'll end up running more most yeah. time. But say, for example, I did only do the 6K, mm. right? I'm going to come home. I'm not going to be like, damn it, I should have done the extra four. But what I will do is I just feel good. I feel yeah. more motivated. My next meal is going to be healthier. I'm going to probably get to bed earlier. Yeah. It just, it all breeds. And like, that's human nature, I think, for so many people. It's like, that's the way your brain works. That's the way you get a hit when you do things that you know are positive for you, it makes you more encouraged to do more of them. And it's the same with things that are we perceive as negative for us. It's very easy to get into a downward spiral. Yeah. So like you have to have those cuts, like Damien Brown talked about having cuts, like you've talked about, like recognize it, learn from it, next action is positive. And um, like that system is so important for people to, to help them stay motivated. I'm doing the fingers for quotes, but it's just knowing that keeping your next your next action positive all the time is going to help keep you motivated and it becomes a cycle but the cycle will stop yeah something will upset you something will go off kilter and it's just up to you by taking ownership and stepping up and getting it back on track again it's the thing we see a lot as well with people who you've got a bit of a victim's mindset and like it's it's not up for, for us to get into deep psychology no. about it but i work with a lot of people and have a lot of friends where it's always a case of you might meet them for a coffee and they're kind of like, yeah, oh, this happened to me and that happened to me. And when you hear like this happened to me from yeah. somebody, like you just kind of need to go, well, like why did it happen? But yeah. it's very hard to have those social interactions with people who are your friends or uh, it's a little bit actually easier with clients because they're paying us to do a job. Yeah. We can say to them, well, why did that happen? Yeah. And then they can get right down to it where they might realize they made a mistake. But with your friends, it can be very difficult. And I know I've got a couple of mates who literally don't talk to yeah. people who they were very good friends with growing up because they the exact kind of terms use like we've grown apart but realistically they don't they're not people they want to be around because they're victims and they they can drag you in um it's like crabs in a pot thing yeah. that's that's what happens i think that victim's mindset if you ever find yourself saying if someone if someone's asking how you get on you're like, if, if you end up saying this happened to me like you gotta look at it and say like well, why did i let that happen yeah. to me because like it, there's very few circumstances in life where you don't have some kind of control over what happens to you and, and also your your reaction to that mm. uh, so like I'm reading the book Viktor Frankl's Man's Search for Meanings it's about him in the concentration camps uh, and basically like it's incredibly moving but what he talks about is the idea that, like he, he could still choose how he felt about things and like what the gods did to him he could still choose how he reacted to it and that's a very extreme example. But, like, sometimes things are going to happen and they're for no good reason. They're not fair. And, like, we've seen it with people we train and things yep. that happen to people we train and it's not fair. Yeah. And it's so bad and it's very hard to put a positive spin on what's happened. But they react in an incredible way. And then, as a result, they, you know, 
they end up doing things that are incredible. So I think that's really important is also just trying to go, okay, that wasn't fair. That's really bad. But I can re- still react in a positive manner to yeah. this. What can I do about it? How can I change this? Um, and I think everyone is guilty of it in some level of having some level of victim's mindset. But once you become aware of, okay, I'm using a victim's mindset here. I'm blaming everything on everyone else. Yeah. Uh, it starts to change. Because even for myself, I'm aware of this. But sometimes I do it and I'm uh, and I'm not noticing to do it. Someone will say it to me around me or even I'll catch myself and I go, and you know, come on, Rudds, let's go. Like, yeah. you know, how are you going to, what are you going to do about this and stop blaming this on other people? And it's people like that where you can pick up so much inspiration from people who, you know, things do go wrong, but it's that willingness to bounce back and willingness, like you said, that bounce back ability yeah. to make the next step positive. Like that can be so inspirational. And I think it's, you've that saying, I can't remember the exact book it was, the thing about the energy vampires. Yeah, exactly. Like we just have that kind of code in the gym where if someone comes in and they're oh, like moping around and oh, big weekend with the gym party, the weekend, I'm a bit tired. It's like, yeah, so what? Like you went out drinking, you had a good night. Like stop being an energy vampire, just sucking the energy of everyone in the room you know, get ready to, to bring something positive yeah. to the table. Um, like that's, I think that's a really good segue to the last kind of point that I really wanted to cover was what we have created in the gym and what we want to create as part of our coaching team is that idea of training together and being social. So like we, a majority of our business, a huge part of it anyway, is our group classes. So how much more do people get out of training with each other in a group environment how much more do people get off buzzing off other people at the motivation from other other people who are in the class? Like we definitely do it with our training where we go yeah. and we train with each other. We train with the bull. We train with uh, the Hoover, all these people. And shout just, out to the bull and the Hoover. <laughs> do you know, like we train with people who, even if you're not doing exactly the same session, being in the session with people or for me, booking into group classes and going and training. I've trained with my friend in Swansea and he runs this massive group class called Titan Conditioning. And I went and did that with 50 people. It was incredible. I got so much more energy out of that workout than I ever would have brought to it on my on my own, even in my most motivated state. Yeah. So I think definitely try and surround yourself with people who are like-minded, who are positive, because they're going to help to bring your energy up have fun so like joke around in sessions make it crack as your forte of slagging people you know like all these things that are going to add to a session create group whatsapps where you're having a bit of banter about the training or come on guys we're training tomorrow let's go um any of these things where you make it more about a group and it's something bigger than yourself and a bit of accountability and making it really fun and enjoying your training while still working hard. I think they're some of the biggest things when it comes to motivation is, you know, that group mentality. It's not like, it, I'm gonna use the word like trick. Like, yeah. it, like it's not easy to come in and train five times a week and yeah. eat really well. But if, if you really want to look a certain way or achieve a certain thing, you've got to put in the legwork. So why not try trick yourself into it being a fun thing? Like I, I love training with, there's, we've got a great group of us that we all train together. And there's a couple of guys in who are clients. So I, like I'm just training for exactly their goals at the yeah. minute. But like, that's absolutely fine with me because that actually keeps me training five times a week. Yeah. Whereas if I'm training for my own goals, I might be less motivated because yeah. I don't want to train two or three times a week and it's easier to miss a session but I have to show up because I've, I've put myself yeah. in an environment where like I just have to be there and I have yeah. to train I have to enjoy it I have to plan the programs I have to think ahead because he's paying for those yeah. sessions but like he, like the people are training with don't realise how much I get out of training with them because I've put myself in that environment where 
I have to be there. It's it, but like that. I when I'm there and it's fun and there's everyone around me buzzing. Like that's that's the little trick that I use to keep me on it. You know, um. But I think like the, it's making it fun. Like it's not always possible to be motivated. It's not always possible to have your absolute purpose at the forefront of your yeah. thinking all the time. Things are going to go wrong. How you react to them and just enjoying the process is the easiest way to stay quote unquote motivated. And be patient as well. Like goals are going to take time to achieve them you have to be patient and also probably what's going to happen is when you get to your goal that you want to do a new one will come up Mm. so you have to learn to commit to this is a long-term thing i'm not going to get there overnight and if i get there overnight i probably set my bar way too low yeah and so (laughs) you know patience i think is a big thing as well as enjoyment so after you set the world record on the marathon tonight if you want to go for 50k record just keep tipping away give it a lash exactly Uh, next yeah when you listen to this Rhodes will be the uh, well surely you'll be the set an Irish record or something did you not set an Irish record for the 1k by accident once no 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 but not by accident I did, I did it I, you I, were close to it by accident the first no, time no I was like 10 seconds off but uh, I, I I had to absolutely kill myself about 13 weeks in a row and it was, it, 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 but we got there we got there baby. and then Damien you blasted me out of the war Damien Brown dirtbag right thanks for listening